Hello and welcome back to Impulse Chats. My name is Sarah Barnes and I have Ella Trotter joining me today. She runs yoga teacher trainings and retreats in Bali and online. And we're going to be talking about how to market yourself in the holistic industry amongst a plethora of other things. She has a really interesting background and lots of different types of life experience. So I can't wait to dive into that. Um, but before... Uh, we bring Ella on. My name is Sarah Barnes, if you haven't met before, and you can connect with me on Instagram at ImpulseYoga underscore. This podcast is going to go out on iTunes and on Spotify. If you search Impulse Chats with Sarah Barnes, please don't forget to subscribe or follow. And also, if you want to watch the video alongside this, you can find it on YouTube as well. And of course, I'll be putting some of this on my Instagram TV. So let's not waste any more time. Ella, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. So lovely to see you and connect. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Um, so can you please share a bit of background about yourself and your journey and how and why you came to work in your field? Sure. Yeah. So I'm originally from New Zealand. I grew up in a small coastal town and I was a very creative child. So it's always been sort of my passion to be very artistic and creative. And uh, that led me to actually study a Bachelor of Design in Photography. So a lot of people don't realize that I was a professional photographer before I now I'm a yoga teacher. So, um, yeah, that really ignited my creativity. And then I, I had this passion for travel. So pretty much everyone in New Zealand, we come from this really small little island and, you know, Europe, South America, it all seems so exotic. So I had this big desire to go and travel. And, I, and when we travel, because it's so far, it's like 24 hours just to get to the UK, we go for a long time and we don't normally return home. So that was, that's what I did. Essentially, I packed my bags and I was gone for um, almost 12 months. And that was a really eye-opening experience to see different cultures, the world. And after that, I then I moved to um, Melbourne, Australia, and I got a job um, sort of an interior design sort of a job and was working hard for three years. And it was during a really sort of miserable Melbourne winter that I was just feeling a little bit like, oh, you know, is this all that life really is? So I actually hired a life coach and implemented some pretty big changes in my life. Um, I started making my two-hour commute to and from work like a traveling encyclopedia where I would listen to audiobooks. I made a big commitment to my uh, yoga practice. I was doing maybe uh, four or five uh, hot yoga sessions a week and very being very active. Um, and and then yeah, through this process with my life coach, I realized that. You know, I wanted a life that was a little bit um, less sort of ordinary or what, you know, we do based on what our parents did because they did based on what their parents did. So it was clear to me that I needed to travel again. And this time when I was traveling, I, I ended up doing a lot of volunteer jobs. And one of those, I, I spent time in a spiritual community in Greece and so started to learn a lot of holistic practices and really start to connect to this more um, deeper idea of, of yoga beyond it being just a physical practice. And through that experience, I, I started to build this desire to become a yoga teacher. And I, I knew that I wanted to go to India um, but before that, I'd actually visited um, Bali and, and I was in Bali for a couple of months and then sort of just made the idea to go to India and do my yoga teacher training. So it was like, you know, one day I was like, oh, just enjoying the beach in Bali. The next a week later, I was in India all alone for the first time in my life, um, diving deep into my yoga practice and... And yeah, that was a really beautiful time for me because I had no, 
no commitments. I had nowhere I needed to be. All I needed to do was focus on myself and experiencing, you know, this, this beautiful, diverse culture and this beautiful practice. Um, from there, I, yeah, I actually stayed longer in the yoga school. So every, all of my fellow classmates, they were all going back to their countries. They all had their plans, you know, they, they needed to hop on their flights and I didn't really have any plan actually. So what I did, I, I got actually offered to stay in the yoga school and assist in the next teacher training. And I was like, wow, okay. So I was really kind of just like thrown into teaching upcoming teachers straight away, which was such an incredible experience. And yeah, I'm really grateful that I, I sort of didn't have any plans, which allowed like what was supposed to happen, happen. You know, sometimes when you have all these plans, you're kind of having this constriction against the universal plan for you. So I was able to sort of just flow into where I was meant to be. And after there, I was volunteering in a retreat center in Turkey, which led me to a holistic community in Greece, where I spent two and a half months, which was beautiful. Um, yeah, I traveled more, of course. Um, and then I sort of really got clear on, I started, I was writing a lot. I'm very creative. I love to write. And I was writing about sort of like, where is this dream place? I've been traveling for, you know, two years and I was like, okay, I'm ready to sort of settle and create a base. But what does this place look like? So I... I was writing this dream place and it was, you know, it was tropical. There was the beach nearby. There was a lot of yoga. And, and then I was like, okay, it's Bali. It's, it's Bali. So once I got clear on that, it's, it's, it opened up the door for, okay, let's go to Bali. So that's where I went. And, um, yeah, it's a beautiful, I guess, story of um, the law of attraction. I don't know if you've read the book, The Secret, um, which, is, which is amazing. So they really go into this idea about the law of attraction. And, you know, if you're constantly thinking negative or thinking of what you don't want, that's what you're going to get more of. So as soon as I started to connect to what I did want, it starts to arrive. And then in Bali, it's you know, it can also be a very difficult place to set up a business, to, to make money if you're not um, Indonesian, as, you know, you've spent a lot of time in Bali as well, Sarah. And if you sort of go down that rabbit hole, looking into all of the online forums that say, don't even bother, go home, you know, you're not going to have any success in Bali if I listened to that, I would probably be, you know, sitting in an office with looking out at the window with rain and just feeling like dreaming of Bali, really, essentially. But I didn't listen to that. And I really just was like so clear on like where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And the people that I needed to help me with that started to arrive and it all started to flood. And it, it did take a couple of years for sure to, to, to sort of build up that stability and to feel like, okay, it's, it's really starting to work. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a funny story as well. Um, so it was earlier this year, actually, I think. Yeah. So I was living in um, a kind of basic Balinese house, you know, I was, I was content. I was happy with it. You know, it, I had a roof over my head, nothing to complain about. And, you know, even at one stage I had no water for two weeks and I was filling up a bucket of water down the street so that I could have a shower. And then, you know, I'd still be happy. I'd go to teach my yoga class. I'd be feeling good. And, then it was like one, my, my lease was coming up for a renewal and I was like, hmm, maybe, you know, is this what I want to have for another year? Or, you know, 
am I ready for something a little bit nicer? You know, I've been working so hard. Am I ready to have something that I, you know, in alignment with what I believe I deserve? So I was talking to my flatmate that night and I was like, I said to her really clearly, I was like, I'm ready for an upgrade. And I went to sleep that night and I was like, yeah, I think a change would be nice. This is, this is going to be really good. This is going to be good for me. And I woke up the next morning and had a message from a friend and she was like, hey, love, like, um, I've got a friend and he's looking for someone to come and live in his beautiful villa and look after his dogs. And I was like, yeah, that's me. And it's like the dates that I was needed was within a week of when my lease expired. So I, I just did it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. And it just felt so nice to kind of align with something a little bit nicer and to realize, you know, I can be content and happy with something very basic, but why settle for that when the more I have my needs met, the more I can then give and serve and be of value, you know? If I'm making $5 a day and can barely feed myself, how am I going to have time to like fully give my offerings, give my gifts, show my talents to the world if I'm trying to like struggle for my own survival. So it's like the moment I realized that it was just like, huh, it's, it's so simple. So yeah. And at the same time, um, my business partner and I started filming our online yoga teacher training. And this is when sort of the world started closing down and I was just working so hard and yeah. And since then it's just kept me, so busy and full of, you know, passion and drive for what I'm doing. So it kind of all just like flowed into place and yeah, it's kept me busy up until this day and still, and I'm really just grateful for where I am and for being open to allow this, this flow. So that's a little bit of my background. It's a a good example of the law of attraction. I remember just from my own experience, sometimes I've thought I've been ready for the upgrade and I haven't been and I've got really bad imposter imposter syndrome. So I think, um, yeah, I can resonate with that story to some extent, but I'm happy that you've had a good ending to things. Well, beginning. (laughs) Um, And it leads me quite nicely onto my next question, actually, um, because... I want to talk to you about Instagram. Um, I love your Instagram account and I know loads of other people do because you're literally like a ray of sunshine on there. And I understand that your ethos is about living by example. So what does that mean to you? Oh, well, firstly, thank you for noticing. And it's, it's interesting you say that because sometimes like my perception of how I come across is different to how I'm seen and, you know, I don't feel like I'm always this ball of sunshine, but um, I think it's important to, you know, to not just portray the good side as well. You know, we live this sort of um, polarized existence and for me to be able to experience joy and love and compassion and happiness to like a really high level, I've also had to go through those really dark times and and had a lot of um you know what people would call that traumatic experiences but it's I think it comes down to you know how you see those experiences how you learn and grow from them I could be you know wallowing in in sorrow and pity for myself poor me this happened to me but instead I'm like okay this happened to me and it's made me stronger and it's brought me to who I am today and that's beautiful so yeah I do come across as I guess sometimes excessively optimistic and I wouldn't change that for for anything you know I I love to be able to sort of see this good side in things because essentially all humans are good at our essence you know we're not 
put on this earth to be horrible and do horrible things. Um, and so, yeah, about this ethos of um, living by example, it's funny, like I remember when I had this sort of like aha moment and it was, it just came to me so clearly. It was actually um, shortly after I had done a Vipassana meditation. So Vipassana is a 10 days silent meditation where there's no talking, no eye contact, no touching and you meditate for 10 hours a day. So it's a really intensive process, which I recommend everyone to do at least at least once in your life because it's truly a transformational experience. So coming out of Vipassana, I, um, I remember like everything is heightened. You're just like, you know, your emotions are just like, wow, because you've been you've sort of um, isolated yourself and your sensory experiences for so long that, you know, you, you just have this deep um, gratitude and appreciation for the smallest things. So I remember I was out of um, Vipassana and I'd come back to Bali and just enjoying my coconut latte before teaching my first yoga class back. And I was just, you know, in my own little bubble and this, um, a couple of people were sort of like watching me really like inquisitively because I was just, you know, appreciating this coffee. And it's like such a small thing, but it was like, you know, I didn't have a nice coffee for 10 days. And this was like such a beautiful moment. And um, yeah, and they were just looking at me and I was just like, you know, this is amazing. And they're like, oh, yeah, smiling away. And then later I was hopping on my scooter and um, if any of you have been to Bali, you'll know the famous Changu shortcut. <laughs> so it's a very narrow road, which um, should be one way, but at the time it was two ways. So if two cars enter at the same time, you get a huge traffic jam. So it was, um, it was uh, traffic what is it, uh, like rush hour in Changu. So everyone's heading to the beach for sunset. And I remember I was, um, yeah, stuck on the shortcut and I had my earphones on and I was singing my song and smiling and just stuck in traffic. And it's like normally you'd be cursing and I want to get to the beach. I'm missing out on sunset. But I was just enjoying. And, and this girl was like, you know, their, their way started to move. And so she was coming closer to me and she looked really like, oh, like a little bit distressed. And I just like put my head up and I looked at her, I made eye contact and I just gave her a big smile. And then she kind of like looked at me and then just changed her, her face completely and just smiled back. And in that moment, I, I realized like, this is actually what I'm here to do. You know, I'm here to lead by example and to, you know, be my best self, be my most joyous self and share that, you know, spread happiness. And, and it took me, you know, 32 years to realize that, you know, before that moment, I would be kind of like, you know, beating myself up, like, oh, why aren't you doing more work on the computer? Why aren't you creating Excel spreadsheets and doing, you know, Facebook ads or whatever? And then I realized, like, no, I meant to be, you know, I meant to be connecting with people and I could probably get more people to join my yoga teacher training by walking on the beach and just people want to are attracted to the energy rather than like behind my computer, like trying to like message them or force, force something to happen. That's not, not flowing. And the moment I realized that I just felt so much lighter, you know, when we realize our purpose and our gift there shouldn't be any tension. It shouldn't feel like strained. It doesn't have to be hard work. You know, I think we grow up like thinking like to be successful, you have to just work, work, work so hard. You have to do all those things that you hate to do. You just have to do it all. And when I realized, 
no, I can just like, you know, sipping my latte is me working. Singing on the shortcut is me working. Walking on the beach, having a coconut, I'm working, you know, I'm sharing what I'm meant to be sharing and that's okay. And it's even more better because, I mean, this is the beauty of co-creation. So why it works so well with my, my business partner in, in the yoga school is because we're so different. You know, I'm more of the social butterfly. I'm more inclined to be at the ecstatic dance or be on the beach, whereas she's the one, you know, that loves to create the spreadsheets and crunch the numbers and do all that. And it's like, for me, that makes me want to, like, tear my hair out. And maybe for her, being really social and doing all that stuff that, for me, just comes easy, for her, it would be completely exhausting and draining. So it's like understanding your role and your purpose and when you realize that, you also realize it doesn't have to be difficult. It should flow. It should feel effortless. It should feel easy. So I kind of stop beating myself up like, you know, I close my computer when I need. I don't need to be on it for 24 hours and have square eyes because it doesn't make me feel alive. So, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of my ethos and how I came to really understanding my gift. And I hope that by leading by example, I can also empower other, other people to do the same. You know, they don't have to be stuck in a, in a job that they don't like. I'm not saying quit your job, do a yoga teacher training, move to Bali. No, but like implement baby steps of, of what makes you feel good because you know, our primary intention is to feel good, right? Why do things that constantly make us not feel good? Yeah, but if you do decide to do that, you should go and do Ella's yoga teacher training. <laughs> exactly, yes. I will support and guide you through the process of quitting your job and moving to Bali because I can always do with more friends here. <laughs> um, I really like what you were saying um, when you spoke about... Um, marketing in terms of how some people are better at doing it offline and in person and how for some people that way doesn't feel all authentic and it feels more authentic to do it in a more digital way um and i think it's quite nice how organically you thread things about your marketing and the the, the projects that you're working on your trainings everything you do kind of threads quite nicely into your Instagram. So we get a little bit of a snippet about your life and, you know, and also how that threads into what you do professionally. Um, and so I wanted to ask, um, why do you think marketing as a yoga teacher is so important? And why do you think um, it does seem to be a bit of a, of a common trend that some yoga teachers and new yoga teachers kind of shy away from that. Why do you think that is? Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, we live in such a connected world and as everyone is becoming more in touch with spirituality and, you know, this collective consciousness is rising, we have more and more yoga teachers. You know, there's literally thousands, but that is great, you know, there's only one me, there's only one you. So, you know, I think a lot of people get a little bit scared and they think like, oh, wow, there's so many out there. They're so experienced. Like, what do I have to offer? But really, like when you are in this yoga field, this yoga world, you know, there's room for everyone, you know, I'm, I'm constantly graduating new and inspiring yoga teachers and I love to promote what they're doing. I love to share what they're doing. They might be doing something similar to me. I don't see it as competition because we're all giving this beautiful gift and we all have so much to share. So, yeah, I think it's really important to, to not be disheartened by the amount of yoga teachers out there. Obviously, if you are a yoga teacher, 
and your Instagram is full of all of your favorite yoga teachers, your world is going to be yoga. You're going to feel like that what you're seeing is what everyone is seeing, but that's not really the case. There's still people that you can reach and that you need to reach and that they need to learn from you. But what's important is not trying to give the world what you think they need, but understanding what you have to offer, like what's so special, like what do you want to share? You know, if you're just giving a power yoga class because you think that everyone wants to stay active and busy, but really you're more inclined to be doing arthritis-friendly yoga or therapeutic yoga, you know, if you do what you love, you'll automatically attract the right people. So, I, yeah, I believe that you need to get really clear on what you want to offer and know that it's going to be different from the millions of yoga teachers out there and it's going to attract the right students. But it's not going to work if you're trying to give something that you don't enjoy, you know, that, you, that you're just giving because you think that people want. And we spoke, uh, well, you mentioned a little bit about collaboration, how you collaborate with your business partner. Um, how else do you use collaboration in your life and what do you think the benefits of that are? Yeah, absolutely. I think collaboration is, is so important. And I'm not just talking like, oh, I'm an influencer and try this product. Like, yeah, for me, that doesn't really, that doesn't really work. And um, I think for collaborating, it's like I automatically want to share something that is benefiting me because I know it's going to benefit other people. So a lot of the time when I'm collaborating or promoting something it's really natural and spontaneous it's not because they've asked me to do it it's because I genuinely want to like share what they're offering or you know I want to spread it more because it's like we can all be abundant and we all deserve to to be successful so when it comes to what I choose to share it's always going to be something that I've experienced myself. I'm never going to, you know, promote something that I don't know about, that I've never used. I'm not going to, yeah, like if people send a message, you know, an email or a message through social media, it's, I'm always going to ask them like, well, like I need to try and I need to experience your course. I need to, join one of your classes and then if it's like really great I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna spread that and the same comes for the students that I have so so many of our students that graduate from our online teacher training they automatically want to tell their friends they automatically want to share with their family and through that word of mouth we then get more students. So it's, it's a beautiful way to grow a like-minded community. If you really connect to your core values and what feels right for you, then the right collaborations, the right people that you're going to connect with are going to arrive. So for me, it, it's really an organic process and and a desire to want to support my friends, to support the people that I, I work with, that I love, that I want, you know, to help them grow their business as well. So, yeah, and it, it, it's like, you know, it goes around, it comes around. So the moment you share something without the intention of receiving anything in return, it's, it's going to amplify, you know, it carries an energy. So... If I'm only promoting some discount codes to to be able to get something back, it's it's going to feel like, oh, what is what is she trying to like, you know, give to us? It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like relatable. So yeah, collaborations should be authentic and relatable, and just from this desire to to share what you love. 
And so what's the best advice, um, maybe just like your top few tips that you would give to someone who's in the wellness um, or holistic in, in industry? So not necessarily a yoga teacher, but someone in that sphere um, who's wanting to spread the word about themselves in an authentic way. What, what, what do you think are some of the best things that they can be doing? Yeah, absolutely. I would say the main one is to get really clear on what you're offering to the world. So as I was saying before, like if you're, you know, just offering what you think people want, you're, there's going to be a little bit, it's not going to feel authentic. It's going to feel like, oh, why is she doing that? She's probably more inclined to be doing this. So if you write down sort of what's your ideal client, who's your ideal student, what's the purpose of what you're offering, what do you want to give, and what are the benefits that you want the people receiving this to get. So when you get really clear on your message, so you could probably, you know, just journaling down, doing some bullet points, creating a really clear brainstorm of of your ideal client you're offering what you want to do you know the moment you become clear on it then you can implement the steps okay how am I going to do that I'm going to surround myself with like-minded people I'm going to be inspired by mentors that uh, have done something similar so I can stay motivated you know and just sort of take baby steps, but really get clear on what you want to be offering. Surround yourself with those people and then just slowly start to do it, you know. Mm. There's nothing better than action <laughs> and having a plan. <laughs> on the note of community, I couldn't um, do this interview without asking you about your time living in uh, two different spiritual communities. Um, so, yeah, if you could please just share a little bit more about that with us. And also, um, how have you integrated what you learned during those experiences into um, your life since? Yeah, sure. I knew you were going to bring up the time <laughs> I joined a cult. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the first one was um, in Brazil, and that was more of a cult, but it was an interesting experience. So, uh, yeah, I was in a spiritual community for two weeks sort of learning about the community. But essentially to stay longer, you'd have to give your possessions to the, the guru or the leader. So didn't really vibe with me, and uh, two, weeks, <laughs> two weeks was enough in that one. Um, but what I absolutely love and another thing that I recommend everyone to do for at least one or two weeks in your life is to live in a holistic community. So the holistic community that I have um, on two consecutive years um, spent uh, about two months in, so maybe about five months altogether living in community in, um, in the mainland of Greece, which was such a beautiful experience. So I've never felt so, so safe and so cared for in my life because you really understand like the foundation of a community is that everyone is working together. Everyone is supporting each other. And it's so beautiful. You know, you cook together, you clean together, you, you do sharing circles and sometimes that can take a lot of time when people are processing conflicts and, you know, having a clash of ideas because you do have these, you know, different cultures, different backgrounds all coming together in a confined space. Of course, conflicts are going to arise. Um, but one of the beautiful things that I took away from living in community is, is actually about communication and like conflict resolution. So building up these, these skills like nonviolent communication, radical honesty, um, dialogue, road mapping, and having 
experienced people. Like we even had one of the guys that wrote the book of um, radical honesty join for a, a workshop and to like learn from these international people that are just at the top of their field was really amazing. And I'm so grateful that I can then bring those skills and experiences into my professional life as a yoga teacher and yoga teacher trainer, as well as my personal life. I mean, everyone can benefit from understanding how to communicate more effectively, how to express yourself. Like I used to be the kind of person that would bottle things up and bottle things up and avoid confrontation and not say what I was feeling. And then it would explode. So in the community, we would do what they call a sharing circle every single day. So you would have a talking stick. And with the talking stick, you had full power. No one was going to talk over you. No one was going to ask you questions. No one was going to offer you a solution. Sometimes we just need to be heard. Sometimes we just need to express what's present on us. And then it's like, oh, wow. That was so healing. I didn't know I needed to get that off my chest until I did. So I'm super excited that I could bring these tools into our yoga teacher training. And uh, my business partner at first, she was a bit like, oh, you know, a sharing circle. I don't want to, you know, why should we do that? And now two and a half years later, She'll be holding that talking stick and loving it. And so it's like, that's a, that's a win for me. But also to be able to offer these um, upcoming yoga teachers a safe space to be able to express themselves. You know, they might come from a background where they're told that they should, you know, be quiet and not say something out of, the norm and do things a particular way. Whereas I'm creating the space where they can, you know, turn inwards and be like, how am I actually feeling without being interrupted, without being talked over? You know, maybe they cry, maybe they laugh, maybe they have nothing to say. All is welcome. So I really love that. And even bringing it into um, my relationship, it's like, okay, we're going to have a sharing circle. <laughs> so it's like for, for a, a male, that can be a little bit challenging. So, but still really rewarding. Like after expressing and feeling heard and being able to listen as well, I always feel better. So that's, I would say that's like one of the main things that I, I took from living in community is, it's just how to better communicate and how to support the idea of community, whether that be a relationship with one person or a yoga teacher training with 20 students that have all come together from different backgrounds. Yeah, I remember the first time that I did a sharing circle was, was with you. And I think one of the things that I took away from it was just learning how to hold space for other people and really listen, like properly, properly listen to what they're saying. Because sometimes we don't even give ourselves space to listen to other people, you know? So it was, I love the idea of family sharing circles. I think I might have to bring that one in at Christmas time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's funny you mentioned that like whole, like just having a space to like listen because Sometimes I'd be in a sharing circle and I wouldn't be listening to the people. I'd be like processing, okay, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? How am I going to sound really smart? How am I going to be like philosophical? And then it comes to you and you're just like, oh, wow. It just sort of like, it's this realization of, wow, I wasn't even listening. And, and I'm just trying to think of what I should be saying, but really now I'm holding the talking stick it doesn't matter. And what I'm actually going to say is completely different. So it's kind of this realization like, wow, I could have just been present the whole time and I should be. (laughs) It's like a a lesson in being present. Yeah, you're completely right. When we're so busy trying to plan for when we're allowed to express our own opinion, 
we could actually just be processing that along the way instead of being stuck in our in our own heads it's uh, yeah I mean I love a sharing circle (laughs) (laughs) um so obviously you're working a lot with a lot of different people from all over the world you're having to as we mentioned hold space with sharing circles but I mean I've been on one of your yoga teacher trainings and you're having to hold space for a lot there Um, And so much comes up for so many different people. So how do you yourself get grounded and recharge so you're in a state to be able to give out and hold space all the time? Yeah, you're right. It can be really exhausting and tiring. And it's such an important reminder that we need to fill our own cups up first in order to be able to give to others. Like, Elle is not going to be any good if she's exhausted and tired and drained and, you know, nobody, nobody wants a grumpy Ella. (laughs) That's for sure. So I think the first thing is understanding that I need rest and, you know, that might mean at least eight hours of sleep. I love to sleep. So going to bed early, having like this routine of, of going to sleep on time so that I can wake up feeling refreshed and ready for the day. Um, I'm sure you'll hear universally that yoga teachers will definitely say meditation. And of course it's true. Meditation is such an important part of being able to recharge. So I can definitely feel a little bit, sort of lost or out of sorts when I'm not meditating as much. And it might just mean, you know, even if I don't have 20 minutes, it can just be connecting with the breath, coming to an intention, slowing down, just turning inwards, being with myself. It's really important. And another form of meditation that I have found really works for me is ecstatic dance. So you know, everybody is different. Some people want to sit in stillness for an hour. And I did that for 10 hours a day, which was great. But also I know that I need to move my body. I need to like be fluid and free. So for me, a really good way to connect is to go to an ecstatic dance where I just like shake and let it all go and forget about what's going on up here and just come into my body and like, So you just dance for an hour and then stillness. You lie down and maybe then it's a sound healing. And then, yeah, in that moment, it's just like, so grounded, so connected. Really, it's powerful. I also love to write. So for me, writing a journal is a great way to, to process my thoughts and like not have them so busy up here in my head. Um, I used to actually write 750 words a day and I had this, um, computer, like an app or it was a website. It was called 750 words. And yeah, when I was, had my life coach back in, um, 2016 in Melbourne, I start, I was writing, I was writing 750 words every day and it was amazing. And this, um, this website, it's really smart. It actually it analyzes your writing. It breaks it down to if it's in the past, present or future tense. It breaks it down to if you're feeling more introverted or extroverted. It breaks it down to the words that you're using more often. And it's, it's super interesting. I was like, I'm fascinated by that. And um, yeah, so recently I... I got it back and I started writing again. I was like, oh, this is so fun. I forgot how much I enjoyed this and how, how, how grounded and connected I feel when I'm writing and expressing my thoughts. So that's a big one. Yeah, but everyone is different. So when it comes to finding what works for you, it's going to be different to what works for me. And there's no point doing something that doesn't work just because I told you, okay, you need to go to an ecstatic dance and that's going to make you feel grounded. You know, I love to go to the beach as well. Some people might prefer to go to the mountain. I know that I need to 
feel the sand, I need to have the sea breeze. For me, that's just the ultimate, you know, walking, walking my dogs on the beach or taking, on Sunday I had to do four trips to the beach. So I have four puppies and two dogs. And I was like, okay, it's my Sunday mission to take them all to the beach. So I did four trips and I took all of them to the beach, like one at a time. And it was, it was great, but it was like, yes, I, I needed that. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> So, yeah, finding out what works for you. That sounds so nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It sounds dreamy. And where do you go for inspiration when you need that spark reignited? Do you go, you know, maybe you've got some favorite podcasts or Instagrams or books or teachers or, you know, we spoke about going into nature. So, yeah, where do you go when you personally need to feel inspired? Yeah, so at the moment, I would say what's inspiring me the most is definitely my my students online. So since launching this online yoga teacher training back in April, every day I wake up and I have these amazing messages from all around the world of, of my students sharing their practice, sharing their insights, posting their postures, and, and it's so inspiring and reminds me that I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah, I think, yeah, my students at the moment are really what just gives me that, that drive to keep going because they're so, so positive and so motivated and so willing to, to share how much this experience is transforming them. So for me, I think inspiration always comes from this place of being able to give you know when you when you give unconditionally you you receive like tenfold back um and yeah in bali we have so many amazing amazing yoga teachers amazing sound healers amazing artists and singers and and i'm so grateful that I can connect with these people because they inspire me as well. And so, yeah, we bring um, guest speakers on our, our live calls every week and that's been amazing. So it's like a few weeks ago, my friend Erin Kiner, she was talking about mental fitness. Another friend, Jenny, she's like amazing about Ayurveda. My friend Megan is like the kirtan and mythology queen. So it's like, wow, I'm surrounded by all these incredible people. And yeah, that's, that's such a big inspiration for me. And it definitely knocks on, you know, like I feel the domino effect all the way here in the UK. I did your, uh, I listened to the um, the mental health one with Erin and then we got talking and she's got me really into epigenetics. And then I did a podcast episode with her as well. And I think, I think, um, I think it's just uh, contagious, that inspiration, you know, once you let the genie out the, the, the bottle, it just, it just fills everyone else up. It's lovely. It's beautiful to watch. Um, and actually that website that you mentioned, that 750 words one, what was that called? Do you know? I think app? it's just 750words.com. I'll definitely yeah. share it. Yeah. I'll pop, um, and for everyone uh, listening or watching on, on YouTube, I'll pop that in the show notes as well, because that sounds lovely too. Because I know that like sometimes it's really nice to free journal. Like I love that, but just something to keep you staying a little bit accountable is quite nice as well. That 750 words. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. There's a whole community and it's like, if you do like so many days in a row, it's like, it's like rewards you. I think they do a free month uh, trial that's um, free of charge. And then it's very low. It's like $5 a month or something. So I'll probably keep it going and uh, yeah reignite my passion for for writing and that creative spark so we've spoke a bit about your instagram so let's talk where people go to connect with you where is the best place where do they find you and what offerings have you got happening in the next six months to a year where can people go to dig deeper and get a bit more ella yeah definitely i think i'm probably most active on on Instagram as a social media platform. So my, my page yoga with Ella is, is great. You know, I share 
sort of my daily life. I share all of my yoga students. I, I share my creative writing, which, which I find really, you know, I, I love to write. So my posts are always quite long, but it's, you know, I think it's, it's always something that someone needs to hear, which is great. And um, in terms of offerings, um, definitely the yoga teacher training online for anyone that's interested to deepen their practice, to understand more of a holistic approach to yoga and a mindful movement practice. So it's, you know, our school's philosophy is really understanding that everybody's body is different and there's not one posture for all and it's finding the best posture for your body and we also have a bridging program for existing yoga teachers I like to say that a yoga teacher's you know their journey in learning never ends so just because you've done one yoga teacher training doesn't mean that that's the end. And even if it's a 200 hours training, it's going to be different if you do another 200 hours training. So I think it's really great to have that online platform where you can access the anatomy, the philosophy, your morning practices, everything to, to keep your practice going. So yeah, and it's a lot more, it's very affordable. So the bridging program is really aimed at people that are already a yoga teacher, but maybe they're just lacking a little bit of confidence in teaching or they didn't quite grasp a few concepts the first time around. This way they've got constant access to that. And it's really, really exciting. And what else? Well, now I'm starting to dive deep. You know, I've always been passionate about connection and interaction and like relationships. So I'm starting to study that as well. So I'm not sure how long it's going to take or where it's going to go. But um, yeah, I think just watch this space and I'll, I'll be announcing it on my my social media when the time comes. And yeah. It's going to be exciting. So you'll have to um, follow to, to be in, <laughs> to hear the updates. Stay in the loop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on today, Ella. I really appreciate it and I really appreciate you. Um, it's been so lovely being able to reconnect, even though we're continents away at the moment. Um, and yeah, thank you for coming on and sharing your time with us today. No, well, thank you so much for having me. And it's just such an honor to see you thriving as well. And you're definitely one of those inspiring people that I'm always wanting to see what you're up to. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing because it's making such a difference as well, Sarah. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who is listening or maybe watching on YouTube. Um, and if you are, please don't forget to subscribe or to follow. I've got lots more juicy content coming your way. So thank you and uh, take care, stay safe, and I will see you all soon. Bye.